So when people talk about diet or nutrition or fitness, health, you think that diet and nutrition is all about what's happening inside the body, right? Because the food is going into the, your body, so therefore it's got to have an effect on what's inside the body, right? Muscle growth, cell repair, and all sorts of stuff like that. All the things that you might learn about in biology. But why is it discussed kind of in the same breath as fitness and health? Fitness, obviously, is going to be incorporating some kind of exercise. So why would... Why would the two be interlinked? Well, you've got the diet which controls the the inner world, right? That's your... That's your inner network of processes. That's your... Feeding your inner systems. Giving them the... Nutrients and other shit. And then the external is the the things that you do in the exercise. Because you don't exercise to um, specifically focus on those inner processes. I think the most somebody might relate to it is to get the blood flowing. Go for a run to get the blood flowing. Do some cardio, get the blood flowing. Or in the context of warming up. But you wouldn't really hear many people say, I'm going to go for a run to work on my cell growth and recovery. I want to stimulate my stimulate my immune system. We do those things more to affect the outer, the appearance of the body, um, and the way that we feel. But we, we think it's we think that's an outer thing that because we go for a run and we feel good we associate it with that thing made us feel good by its influence externally but it's more the, the things it does to the processes internally that that create that feeling because nobody can give you a feeling just like nobody can give you knowledge that can give you perspective. They can give you the conditions in order for your body to 
create the chemicals to create the feeling itself. This is this is another example of something I was talking about yesterday. How there's uh, an internal and an external network. The internal is local network. That's your internal processes. Things are local to your body. And then outside of that you've got the wider network or wider networks that's how you would interact with other people interact with I guess other things in general and so diet or nutrition and exercise kind of the microcosm of health health is the thing that describes both but it also describes some attribute of of your body of your system if you look at the way health is described on a kind of wider scale or general, more generally, it's your mental health, which is internal, and physical health, which is what you see externally. And the, there's always going to be an interconnectedness between between the two. Your internal mental health is going to affect your external physical health. the way in which you're seen by people the way in which you feel and thus that that affects the way that you talk or interact with people the things that you do So the main premise of what I was talking about yesterday was that you've got these different expressions of the same thing. And I use the example of the internet because it's uh, it was a very predominant thing when I was growing up. Because I remember my friends that had computers that had local networks and it meant that they could play they could play um, shooting games with the brother and I remember like wondering how it worked and all that and then after I don't know what, 18 years or something of working with 
working with all those technologies and seeing how it's evolved. The concept is assigned to be the same, but things have moved a little bit. So what you've got is, we used to have just local networks and people would retain all their information there, they would play games locally with their, with their family or friends. That's now moved, so everything's no longer just exclusively kept on your local network. The local network has almost become uh, you just ignore it it's defunct you don't need to use your local network for anything because everything that you used to put on your local network you can now put in the cloud which is just this imaginary marketing term for it's on the internet And that covers everything, your human resources function, all your employee details, all your payroll details, all your accounting information, all online. And when it used to be, it used to be the norm for things to be kept local and for things to be blocked from being accessible from the internet it's now gone the opposite way everything has to be more accessible everything has to be more accessible by the internet nobody's really explained to companies why it just became a trend and it's all about this ignoring the local network keep everything on the wider network, on the internet, on the bigger network, so that more people can access it, so all your employees can access it easily, so all your services are integrated, so it's easier. Also makes it easier for somebody to, somebody unauthorized to access your data. Is how many companies go and vet the third parties that store their accounting information or the HR details or any of the customer information? Zero. They write an email to whoever the, the compliance person is and they provide an assurance, which is like either a certificate or some kind of document that says... Yes, yeah, secure. And that's it. It's uh, something that they would put in a document folder to say, check, tick box. It's compliant. So nobody actually does anything other than say, can you give me a piece of paper that says you're compliant or not compliant? And that's it. So the processes that used to be a requirement and are defunct, they're not used. People kind of subvert them and just say like, all right, if they don't have a compliance certificate, we need to maybe think about that. 
ask them why they haven't got it. Ask them if they can get it. You know what I mean? It's not about whether they secure or not. When things used to be local, you could be fairly confident that that nobody that there's got that there's going to be no unauthorized access. You could be fairly confident of that. But nowadays it's like rolling the dice because you've got so many different companies handling so much of your information. It's like, okay, which one is it going to be? One of them has to be. One of them is going to be um, attacked. Has to be. So that's what I see is happening. You have these two. You have these two systems. And there's an interconnectedness between them. And when things move more towards one side than the other. So in this case, things are moving more to the external network and away from the local network. So all the local processes that you used to have, it's great now because you don't have to pay somebody to do them. You don't have to pay somebody to do a full audit on your local network because it's you got hardly anything on there now. But also means that you've lost the ability to conduct those processes. Because you won't be able to access those external networks. What if those companies go bust? What if those companies get hacked? What if those companies suffer a disaster? All of those are data loss type incident. How do you manage data loss prevention in that case? These are all things that people don't consider. It's because you're paying somebody else to provide a service. It's like, it's their problem. I mean, it's... It's your problem, always. Regardless of who's managing the data or who's storing it. Because you chose to offload it from being something that you had control over, something that you had visibility of, to something that you've got no visibility and you've got no control over it. so many companies have fallen into that trap so many managers have fallen into that trap IT managers because convenience is kind of taking over oh well it's easier and we don't have to manage it anymore that's not it's not always a benefit I mean, if the past, the past two years have not taught 
anybody anything trying to conduct your meetings via zoom whilst everyone else is trying to conduct the meetings via zoom there's going to be a threshold at which zoom can no longer scale and they have to start charging an exorbitant amount of money to be able to provide such a elastic service because you'll have maybe people doing meetings on particular days everyone and then other days you know nothing but anyway that's all very technical and dry and shitty more about the the actual concept itself right so internal health external health physical health mental health cellular health skin health teeth health bone health her health eye health Each thing is uh, a reflection of the other, right? The way you physically look or feel is a reflection of how you are internally, how you feel internally. If you don't have enough sleep, you look like shit. If you don't drink enough water, you feel like shit. If you drink too much water, you feel like shit. <laughs> so there's all these, all these things that you have to balance out. I think that's the, that's the party trick that everyone needs to recognise and learn. That it's not just about focusing on how you look physically because by virtue that requires you to look at how you feel internally so if you're chasing everything externally in order to feel a certain way it's never going to be persistent unless you've fixed or acknowledged or dealt with or are working on the internal as well there always has to be a balance you can't just work on the internal and ignore the external or vice versa that might be a bit that might sound a bit weird how can you ignore the external but work on the internal well if you don't reflect the way you feel so if you don't look how you feel on the inside it could be like a identity crisis you may not be able to figure out why 
maybe like, but I feel alright, I feel, feel this and feel that. But when you look at yourself physically, you're like, what is it? It's because it's just a, a disagreement between how you feel in the image, the image that you see and the way that you feel. So you need to maybe sometimes transform yourself. Transform your image to properly reflect how you feel. As opposed to doing it the other way around. If you try to create the image of how you wanted to feel. That might be a little bit more difficult to achieve because you're trying to almost force a square peg into a round hole. Although that's not to say it's in any way impossible because you could put a triangle into a circle or a triangle into a round hole or a triangle into a square hole so it's not impossible but I think it's best to deal with things as they are and to get some kind of kind of sinistry and harmony between the two and then then you can look at things like that going forward how you how you might be able to change from the outside in because often that's your family or friends you often see them do things externally to make them feel happy to make them feel good inside you know they might go and get the hair done they might go get some kind of beauty treatment massage or something that's to make them feel good on the inside so what I'm saying is if you don't already feel good on the inside relying purely on external stimulus to make you happy is not it's not the right way to go about it that's not it's not the way to make you happy you have to work on your own internal network your own in, your own internal processes before before you can kind of get to that place of being happy. And then those things that you do externally to kind of maintain that. It's not a, it's not like a dependency thing. It's not, it's not something you're doing as a, I don't know, like a way coping or something. It's not, it doesn't become like that. 
it's not something that you're leaning on in order to always make yourself feel happy that you can only feel happy when you go shopping that you can only feel happy when you get your hair cut you have to be able to be content with yourself inside but you also have to be content with the image of yourself I think that's maybe where there is maybe a bit of a discrepancy or uh, ambiguity because a lot of people think that okay so if you're thinking about the external stuff the physical image that's so ego right but if you're working purely on the inside fixing the internal processes the internal thoughts and beliefs that's great that's all you should be doing there has to be an interconnectedness between the two there has to be or there has to be an understanding of that because there's interconnectedness in everything everything's becoming more interconnected your appliances are being connected to a network being connected to your local network and your internet service providers network and the global internet network so I mean it's all it's all there being expressed in different ways that there is kind of a universal connection between things whether it's uh, an entirely thought based or physical based interconnectedness it's still there it still exists terms of things like the internet and um, the internet your local network that's all physical you can see it but it's also got an esoteric non-physical element of it as well which is probably the most common way that you connect to it because you probably connect most of your devices now to your network via Wi-Fi which is a connection that you do not see cannot see it but you can also have a physical connection into your network from devices like a laptop or a desktop computer or some TVs or video games console they have network ports so you can physically connect to a cable in and you can see that there is a connection a physical connection I mean I'm describing this as probably somebody would describe fucking cross stitch or doing a crossword puzzle it's kind of 
simple, there's not really much to it. Because the idea is very simple. If you cut away all the bullshit, you cut away all the complexity, take away all the technological complexity of it, and you look at the fundamental properties, you've got a local network in your house which provides a physical and non-physical connection for you to interact with for you to store data and there's also there's also a, a wider example of that there's an external network that your, your internal network can connect to. That's where it gets fucking complicated, right? If I could draw it, I'd draw it as like a bunch of uh, rings all connecting to each other. But you basically end up with all these things all connected. And the things that are, uh, I guess, represented on a whole as being like, this is representative of the internet today. Like the news or something that has, something that has got a lot of people looking at. Something's got a lot of people responding to. Those kinds of things become kind of representative of the wider network. The, the physical representation or the, the external representation. Because when you go on the internet, when you go onto, I don't know, like a social media platform or something, you're given a very granular view of things very narrow view of what's popular what's trending what's new there might be something like oh here's some stuff that you might like but it's all based upon it's all based upon what you've uh, seen before and all that could be here's what's new here's what's recommended so you get kind of stuck in the same circles of influence So, uh, that's another expression of the same shit. That's more of a, a non-physical expression of it, though. Another non-physical expression. Because you've got... you got these, like, uh, invisible circles of influence that exist, and it's people that... people that share certain types of content... people that share certain types of content form these circles it's like a circle of influence it's a an interest group or just a group in general but it's not a physical it's not a physical thing right it's not a physical local network but it is a network that exists within the wider network but it 
fuck? It's a head fuck. <laughs> if I could draw it right now, it'd be so much easier to describe it. But it's basically like putting things under a microscope. You see the same things repeated. You see the same kind. You see the same type of interconnectedness between them. <laughs> And it goes from whatever the biggest thing that we can look at down to the smallest thing we can look at. You can look at the internal and the external. You can uh, you can see that what is put in is what is affected on the out on the external when they poison the cell under a microscope whatever it is that um, or when they poison anything under a microscope I can't remember the, the fucking example I saw I can't remember the thing they used but it was maybe not like a typical poison to us but this thing just fucking turned itself inside out you know what I mean so you can see the thing that was put in had an external effect on it changed the physical appearance and eventually led to its death and that's that, that is like an extreme example but if you think on like a from a balanced perspective if you give something like one drop of apple juice, it's like, no, not really any effect. If you pour a fucking carton of it over it, it may result in the same thing. It's not a poison in like a few drops, but if you pour a carton, then it is. Yeah, I think that's probably going to be something I'm going to talk about again because I can still see the complexities in it in, the, in my explanation of it and that's annoying when you can get to a point of where you can describe it in as simple as simpler terms as possible that's when it's like yeah yeah that's it that's done but when it's like you're explaining it and internally it's like yep yeah, that, that makes sense that's pretty simple but then when you listen to it externally it's like fuck's sake that is still carrying some of the complexity around it And it takes time to process and dilute those things down into the simplest form possible. So you can see the simplest foundations of something, but then it takes time to be able to describe that using the tools that we have, language, Uh, language, conceptualising, 
So taking taking this foundational idea and saying, here's a, a new idea from it. Or even saying this is this is the same idea, the different it's got different specifics, but the foundational idea of the two are the same. It's like that. I mean, even when it's like in that state, right? Once you've been able to explain it so simple, still doesn't mean that people are gonna understand or accept it. Don't need to accept it, but just to kind of get the concept. And then you can, you can fucking, you can take that thing and you can describe it in any way. So you could describe it to anyone based on what they, what the preferential thing is if they like cars you describe it in a way that relates it to cars if they like shopping you relate it in a way that relates to shopping if they like cheese same thing relate it to the process of making cheese it's all the same shit it's just using different tools and methods to Decrypt it, encrypt it, describe it. It's all the same, so. Yeah. Yeah, so that's about it for now. Like one last, one last example. If you, um, if you take something like sugar or tobacco or alcohol if you take any if you take too much of any one of those things it's very easy to take too much right to eat too much sugar to smoke too many cigarettes to drink too much alcohol because the effects are you feel them physically right you feel drunk you might feel might feel very hyper or very very like lethargic if you take too much sugar or eat too much sugar even if you um, drink too much alcohol obviously you feel drunk and if you if you take a little bit of any one of those things probably the effects are not going to be so visible but you don't need to really take too much more for it to be visible right so they're like if you put them on like on a scale on, a, on an acidity acidity scale they'd be more acid than alkaline right because the because the amount required for it to become acidic or toxic is very little you only need a very little amount in order for it to become toxic or acidic so if you put that into context of the internal so you're eating or drinking or smoking these things right the physical effect on you you feel tired you feel hyper you feel and look drunk you might be unable to breathe properly if you smoked 
lot of cigarettes. Now, if you put that into context of, say, like the internet, somebody making comments that maybe seem to be like acidic or something. You know, it's like um, people that have very, very strong views on particular topics could be seen as having an extreme view because they really believe it. It's like not just a little bit. It's more of a strong belief or strong urge. So it takes very little for 